Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Frederick. We're brought to you by Northrop Grumman, innovation that defends what matters most. Northrop Grumman is defining possible with a cutting-edge missile defense system for a safer tomorrow. Visit NorthropGrumman.com. WTOP's traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. On the Beltway, still congestion toward the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge and 295 southbound getting there. And in Virginia on the interloop from 123 across the Legion Bridge up to River Road. In Prince William County, police are looking for a new crash southbound on 95 near Dale City Exit 156. In Maryland, 270 northbound, slowing the main lanes through Gaithersburg, crash near 124, left side blocked. BW Parkway, new crash reported near the Good Luck Road overpass just inside the Beltway. Crofton crash, northbound Route 3 after Crawford Boulevard. Brandywine crash, southbound 5 and 301, slow to get past it. It happened before Brandywine Crossing, before Chad's Ford Drive. Back in D.C. on 395, still slow both ways through southwest. And again on I-295 southbound, late volume delays, Suitland Parkway and Bowling toward Blue Plains. That uh, large swath of Benning Road remains off limits at points between Southern Avenue and East Capitol Street for the ongoing heavy police response. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. It's windownation.com. I'm Dave Doline, WTOP Traffic. The forecast from Steve Rudin. Scattered clouds moving through the evening and into the first part of the overnight before our sky is totally clear. It's cold early tomorrow morning in the mid-20s to lower 30s. Partly to mostly cloudy on your Thursday. A chance for a few showers and sprinkles late afternoon and evening. Upper 40s to lower 50s. Increasing clouds on Friday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we're checking in at 43 in the nation's capital. At 659. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up... Breaking news. One person is dead, 22 injured in a shooting after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory celebration. A number of kids are being treated for injuries. Stay with WTOP for continuing coverage. We are coming up on 12 hours since a man barricaded himself in a home in southeast D.C. after being accused of shooting three cops. We have got the latest from the scene. Also tonight... This is a complex deal. An inside look at how much work lies ahead on the Alexandria Arena plan. I'm Nick Ainelli. There is a call in our area for Catholic Church sex abuse victims to come forward and tell their stories. A mysterious national security warning about Russia sends fear across Capitol Hill. We'll talk about it at 7.15. It's 7 o'clock. Deadly shooting after Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally. You could definitely hear the pop, pop, pop. Rideshare drivers day of action over pay. What they're doing out here to these drivers is a travesty. Tom urged after House Intel Chair warns of national security threat. There are a range of threats and challenges in the world. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Missouri. A shooting at the conclusion of the Kansas City Chiefs victory rally. I was on everybody to get down, get down, and then they get out the way, and the officers were coming around, and that's what they did. I got elbowed in the face. My daughter was like, people were trying to step over her. I don't know what the hell went on, to be honest with you. I just know we got the hell out of there. 22 people shot. One of them has died and three people are detained for investigation. CBS's Stacey Lynn. 
The rally was just wrapping up when shots rang out. Officers could be seen running into Union Station with guns drawn. Police Chief Stacy Graves. We do have suspects in custody. Mayor Quentin Lucas says this is what happens when people bring guns to events. All of us start to become members of this club that none of us want to be a part of, which is those who experience mass shootings. Stacy Lydon, CBS News. A law enforcement source tells CBS News the shooting appears to be criminally related, possibly the result of an argument or dispute that turned violent, but the investigation is fluid. Rideshare drivers are protesting at airports nationwide over wages. Odyssey New York reporter Marla Diamond at Newark Airport. Drivers who would normally be doing pickups at the airport got out of their cars and onto the picket line on this frigid day. They say they are tired of being mistreated. Lyft and Uber guys are mafias. You know, when they started, they were taking commission like 10 but now is more than 50%. I'm every day working for 15, 17 hours. I'm going to look for another job because it's crazy. Uber said they don't expect the strike to impact their operations since most of their drivers are happy. Marla Diamond for CBS News, Newark, New Jersey. The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee issues a statement about an unspecified serious national security threat and urges the Biden administration to discuss it. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan won't discuss the nature of the threat. I'm confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going forward. And I will stand here at this podium and assert that, look you in the eye with confidence, that we believe that we can and will and are protecting the national security of the United States. Sullivan meets with top intelligence, House intelligence officials tomorrow. Special counsel Jack Smith urges the Supreme Court to let former President Trump's 2020 election trial proceed without further delay. On Wall Street, the Dow closed up 152 points. Now this. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 703 here on WTOP. It is Wednesday evening, February 14th, 2024. The wharf in D.C. at 42 degrees. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis for the top local stories we're following this hour. Negotiations continue with a man holed up inside a home on Hannah Place in southeast D.C. It's not far from the Maryland line. This after he's accused of shooting officers who were serving a warrant on him this morning. WTOP's John Doman has been watching the situation and waiting along with everyone else in that southeast D.C. neighborhood. Three D.C. police officers are expected to recover after they were shot around 7.30 a.m. serving a warrant at a home in southeast D.C. The suspect firing through the door as they were ready to barge their way inside. And even after that... There have been um, um, periods of time throughout the day where he, where he has been shooting, which is why we have ensured that we do not want anyone in that area. We are holding that area down for that specific reason. And D.C. Police Chief Pamela Smith says because of all of this... Some residents in this immediate area have been relocated from their homes. And the city is finding them alternate accommodations for the night in the event this drags on. Now, police have also gotten this suspect on the phone and they have been speaking to him. There were moments where he, were very, he was very agitated and then there were moments where he was very positive. In Southeast, John Dome and WTOP News. This is Kate Ryan. The Humane Rescue Alliance issued a statement saying their field services director was on scene when three D.C. police officers were shot. In its statement, the HRA said its staff member was not injured. HRA has an animal protection enforcement department that, according to its website, investigates more than 1,800 complaints 
of animal cruelty each year. There are five full-time humane law enforcement officers who respond to calls 24-7. HRA says it can't give any further details because the case is part of a larger investigation with the Metropolitan Police Department, but will share more information when it can. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Stay with us here at WTOP and WTOP.com for the latest on this breaking news. Well, there's a very long and uncertain road ahead for the plan to move the Capitals and Wizards to that new arena in Alexandria if it's built. WTOP gets an inside look at the next steps from a member of the Alexandria City Council. Here's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. We're concerned with the impact that there's going to be potentially on the surrounding housing market. That's one of the many questions Alexandria City Council members have as they consider the arena plan and watch to see if it's going to pass in Virginia's General Assembly. If it does pass, the plan would then need to get the green light from the City Council. Councilmember Kanek Agura tells WTOP he and his colleagues would want to ensure that the plan includes adequate funding in Alexandria for affordable housing and transportation improvements. If it does pass in Richmond, we still have to go through our process here in Alexandria, which we're still looking at easily six to eight months of public engagement. We're still at the very beginning of this entire process. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Just one more reason to stay close to WTOP and WTOP.com to see the latest on whether these teams really are moving out of D.C. in the next few years. A TikTok ban has failed in the General Assembly in Richmond. The GOP effort was aimed at preventing kids in Virginia from using the very popular video-sharing app. The bill died in a House of Delegates committee after concerns were raised about how the ban would be enforced. Lawmakers also questioned why the General Assembly would single out one company at a time of rising concern from parents about the overall effect of social media. The company that owns TikTok says it works hard to protect teenagers and their well-being on the app. It also argues that bans like the one that was proposed in Virginia raise significant First Amendment concerns. Now 707. The Office of Attorney General Anthony Brown in Maryland is actively seeking testimony from victims of child sex abuse in Maryland locations of the Catholic Archdiocese of D.C. and the Diocese of Wilmington, Delaware. Maryland Matters reports this is all for the ongoing investigation into the Catholic Church. The office says, quote, we are grateful to all survivors who have come forward, and we encourage those who haven't yet, but may be ready to do so now. You may remember in April of last year, the Attorney General's office released a nearly 500-page interim report on its investigation of child sex abuse by clergy in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. The investigation started under former Attorney General Brian Frosch in 2018, following the airing of the 2017 Netflix series, The Keepers, which uncovered a history of child sex abuse in a Baltimore Catholic high school. The outreach to potential victims in Maryland's two other Catholic dioceses is a sign that the state is expanding and intensifying its investigation. In the midst of a teacher shortage, Prince William County Public Schools are getting a little extra cash to help fill some of those vacancies. WTOP Scott Gelman says it's part of a program bringing college students into the classroom while they're finishing school. We're losing a whole generation of future teachers by not thinking differently. So Virginia State Superintendent Lisa Coons is taking steps to change that. Here at Leesylvania Elementary, she announced the $350,000 grant that will let Prince William County support up to 25 teacher apprentices. It's a partnership with VCU that pays students to teach and covers their tuition. This program is amazing. It gives these apprentices the opportunity to get that work experience. Third grade teacher Leah Moore is mentoring Amani Gray. Gray was a teaching assistant for nine years and cost was a barrier to becoming a full-time teacher. It's very important that the students see that there is someone who is caring about them. 
in Woodbridge, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. When the two-year program ends, these folks get jobs in schools that have proven hard to staff. Coming up after traffic and weather, axe throwing, laser tag, bowling. Sound fun to you? We'll tell you about a new place that's opening around here. That's ahead on WTOP. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks to Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Maryland, 270 northbound has the crash near Montgomery Village along the left side of the roadway. Still very slow getting up to that point. On 270, 95 at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway doing all right, but northbound Route 3 at Cronson Boulevard in Crofton does have a crash. It's very heavy and slow getting up past that single file. And southbound 301 near Chad's Ford Drive, there was a crash there, and that is causing quite a delay coming down from Brandywine on both Route 5 and 301 toward Brandywine Crossing. On 650 at uh, Sundown Road, there's a crash in uh, Sunshine. 50 to the Bay Bridge doing all right. 95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, generally good to go. And uh, in Virginia, Interloop is still slow coming up from Route 7 to the American Legion Bridge where the pace picks up. Through Bethesda, Silver Spring, it's winding down nicely on the Beltway, though. And uh, 66 running well both ways. 95 south, briefly slow, getting over the Occoquan to 123. And Prince William Parkway, Outer Loop still a bit heavy at the Wilson Bridge. In fact, the Interloop is, too, but that is starting to wind down on the Interloop side. WTOP Newsroom, furnished by Regency Furniture. Shop Regency's President's Day Sale. Enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. Scattered clouds give way to mainly clear skies overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the mid-20s to lower 30s. We're tracking a fast-moving weather maker late tomorrow afternoon and into the evening. May bring us a few sprinkles with temperatures upper 40s to lower 50s. We'll be on the breezy side. Once that system moves out, we're watching another one. That arrives here late Friday night, but ahead of it, just increasing clouds on Friday, upper 40s to lower 50s, and a chance for a little bit of measurable snow early Saturday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather Center. Tonight in Springfield, 41, uh, Farragut Square at 39, and Laurel, 37 degrees. Some of us down to the lower 30s overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. Real estate company CoStar is leaving its longtime D.C. headquarters for a Wilson Boulevard high-rise it just bought in Roslyn. The Washington Business Journal says UVA will expand its D.C. area campuses to Innova Health's Merrifield campus. An entertainment chain called 810 Billiards will move into an old Sears store at Dulles Town Center with axe throwing, laser tag, and bowling. The Dow finished Wednesday's session up 152 points. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Asia-Pacific markets higher so far. Australia's ASX 200 is up 1%. We are also learning that there was an unexpected contraction in the Japanese economy. That's an alert from CNBC. And that Singapore's economy grew by 2% in the fourth quarter. That's slower than forecast. So all these signs of economic contraction in the Asia-Pacific markets could bring down the uh, stock trading. We'll let you know. We'll keep you updated at 10 and 40 past the hour on WTOP. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. Coming up here, a GOP warning of a Russian national security threat remains vague, but it was enough to set off fear and uncertainty on Capitol Hill. We'll check in with Leanne Caldwell of the Washington Post. Stay with us tonight here on WTOP. 
It's the Bray and Scarf President's Day Sale and Maryland Sales Tax Holiday with once-a-year appliance savings. Pay no Maryland sales tax this Saturday through Monday on select Energy Star appliances. Combined with President's Day savings in-store and online. Save on Whirlpool and Maytag Energy Star washers and dryers. Plus, no sales tax. And get savings on top of savings with instant discounts. Plus, up to $3,000 back on select KitchenAid packages. All at the absolute lowest prices with Bray & Scarf's best price guarantee. The Maryland sales tax holiday happens once a year, so don't wait. If you're even considering new appliances in 2024, the time to buy is now. Shop local at the Bray & Scarf President's Day Sale and Maryland Sales Tax Holiday. Visit any of our convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com. Where it doesn't cost more to get more. Coming up a little later this half hour, nothing is too expensive for the person you love, but why were those Valentine's Day chocolates so costly this year? Stay with us on WTOP. While many concerts have recently been announced in D.C., there are plenty of other interesting events coming to the city, including four shows with comedian actor Hassan Minaj at the Anthem. The political satirist and former Daily Show correspondent quickly sold out three shows. Tickets for the fourth and final show on February 17th are available now. At Lincoln Theater, Chef Jose Andres celebrates the launch of his new cookbook with a cooking demo, music, and live recording of his podcast, Longer Tables, on March 21st. Tickets at impconcerts.com. Hello, I'm Abigail Spanberger, and I am proud to serve Virginia's 7th District in Congress. Here's something you might not know. If you or a loved one are having an issue with a federal agency, like the IRS, the VA, or Social Security, my office can help. Serving Virginians, including our veterans, seniors, and federal employees, is my job. So if we can help, go to spanberger.house.gov. That's spanberger.house.gov. Paid for by the funds authorized by the House of Representatives for the 7th District. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It is 7.15 and I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks a lot for being with us. The latest on what remains a large mystery on Capitol Hill and in official Washington, the Republican head of the House Intelligence Committee is urging the Biden administration to declassify information about what he calls a serious national security threat. Congressman Mike Turner of Ohio has given no details about the nature of the threat, and the Biden administration has also declined to address it. But House Speaker Mike Johnson says there's no need for alarm in the mean term and the near term. A senior congressional aide says the issue appears to relate to a space-deployed Russian anti-satellite weapon that may or may not have already been launched. The aide spoke with the Associated Press on condition of anonymity due to the sensitivity of this matter. And we spoke with Washington Post Live anchor Leanne Caldwell from Capitol Hill on what it felt like up there as this news spread. All we know is that the House Intelligence Chair did release a statement saying that there was a national security threat. And he invited his fellow members of Congress to come to a secure area called a skiff in the Capitol to come look at the intelligence. And that really set off a firestorm. The White House said that there was already going to be a gang of eight briefing about this situation on Thursday and did not understand why the chair of the Intelligence Committee decided to publicize this was an issue. Now what's been happening is there have been efforts by the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, other members of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate to say there is no imminent danger, but this is something they need to work with the administration to take action. That's where we're at right now. And the fact that there is a firestorm over the issue of intelligence where there's still not a clear 
explanation from members of Congress or the White House what exactly that is. Even if you don't follow the news super closely, you know how Russia can operate. They can infiltrate things. They can affect elections as they have since 2016, if not before. So the mind kind of can go in various places as to what this threat really is. Well, that's the thing. And that's why there needs to be a clear explanation, why people are calling for a clear explanation of what is actually happening. It's something that is really set off um, alarm bells and created nearly a security panic. But no one has really publicly described the depths and the specifics of what is happening. There's also one thing that the Democratic leader of the House, Hakeem Jeffries, put out a statement. And of course, he's part of this gang of eight where he does get intelligence briefings, said the biggest security threat right now are Republicans blocking aid to Ukraine. And so, of course, that is what supporters of this Ukraine aid say, that if Ukraine does not get aid, get military assistance, then that means that Vladimir Putin will be emboldened. Vladimir Putin will be able to take over Ukraine and that that will be a huge threat for the West, for NATO, and long-term security for the United States. And so this is not only intertwined with an actual security assessment, but also with what is happening on Capitol Hill and the political fight that are ongoing. Washington Post Live anchor Leanne Caldwell on Skype. She's also co-author of the Early 202 Newsletter. Top stories on WTOP. A man remains barricaded in a home in D.C. This is coming up on 12 hours now. He's accused of shooting three police officers who were pursuing an animal cruelty charge. One person is dead, several children and adults wounded after a shooting that came right after the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration in Missouri. And special counsel Jack Smith with a new request of the Supreme Court in the D.C. Trump trial. Keep it here for full details. We are brought to you by DDOT. Bus lane enforcement has begun. If you are illegally parked or stopped in a dedicated bus lane, you'll receive a $100 fine. Learn more at ddot.dc.gov slash clear lanes program. And we're off to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. On the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, did have a minor crash southbound inside the Beltway. I believe they got it to the shoulder. We do have delays northbound out of uh, Chevrolet toward the Beltway and up through Greenbelt. Southbound through Laurel down into Greenbelt. And on northbound Route 3 at Cronson Boulevard, did have the crash in Crofton. I believe they're still working on that. 50 to the Bay Bridge, that is running well. 95 is doing all right uh, between the beltways. Brief slowdown southbound, getting through Calverton. 270 northbound in Montgomery Village, the crash is out of the roadway. Speeds are quickly picking up there. And in Virginia, Interloop slows at about 123 to the American Legion Bridge, where the pace picks up. Interloop and Outerloop still each slow to the Wilson Bridge, but no incidents reported in the roadway. 395 and 95 are doing well, as is 66. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about the research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. We're going to Steve Rudin. He's 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. As we head through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight, look for skies to clear on out with temperatures around 25 to 32 degrees by dawn. Partly to mostly cloudy on Thursday. Chance for a few afternoon and evening sprinkles. All part of a fast-moving weather maker. Highs for the day, upper 40s to lower 50s. We're dry during the daytime hours on Friday, but another weather maker late Friday night. That could bring us the potential for a little bit of measurable snow by early, early Saturday. 
Saturday morning. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather Center. And tonight in Tyson's, it's 38, Waldorf 37, LaFont Plaza 42 degrees, some parts of the area down into the lower 30s. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, why the National Archives had to close early today. A couple of hints for you, protesters and a red substance. Stay with us. Get ready. This week, Staples has deals so good, you're going to want to sit down. Are you sitting? I'll wait. Great. Right now, during Staples Sit-A-Thon, you can save up to $180 on select chairs. That's up to $180 off desk chairs, up to $180 off computer chairs, and up to $180 off gaming chairs. So hurry into Staples now for the Staples Sit-A-Thon and grab a seat or two. Ends 3-2. In-store only. See associate for details. The BMW i4 M50. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Experience the power of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper as BMW M-engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. The complete suite of intuitive technology keeps you connected. The pure performance keeps your heart racing. The BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Hurry into the BMW President's Day sales event and receive exceptional offers through February 29th. 722. We're glad you're with us tonight. Are you thinking of getting a new vehicle in 2024? Donate your old car or truck to Melwood. Donating your vehicle will provide support for programs that make a direct impact on your community. Melwood empowers people with disabilities in the Washington, D.C. area with the training, skills, and opportunities to find meaningful and inclusive work. Donating is free, fast, and easy. Call today to have it picked up tomorrow. Just call 1-877-MEL-WOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. Your projects begin here. The Capital Remodeling Garden Show, February 23rd through 25th at the Dulles Expo Center. Three days only for great deals, new ideas, and practical advice with trusted local experts to make your dream home a reality. Don't miss Kevin O'Connor, host of the award-winning PBS series This Old House, and step into spring with inspirational displays from top local landscapers. From kitchens and baths to flooring and more, don't miss the Capital Remodeling Garden Show. Buy tickets early and save at capitalremodelinggarden.com. Good evening, 723. Two protesters dumped red powder on the case around the U.S. Constitution in the National Archives building earlier today. This happened about 2.30 p.m. Security officials evacuated the building. They arrested the protesters. Video of the incident shows the two men covered in powder, chanting about clean air, water, food, and a livable climate before being arrested. Those in charge of the National Archives said there was no damage done to the Constitution itself. The building is expected to reopen tomorrow. He was born enslaved this month in 1818. He would go on to become an advisor to eight different U.S. presidents. You can celebrate the life of abolitionist Frederick Douglass by visiting his home in Anacostia. Let's hear more from WTOP's Jimmy Alexander. He moves here in 1877, and this is where he spends the last 18 years of his life with his family. That's park ranger John Fowler. So how much money would you have to shell out for a big, beautiful house on top of a hill with a great view of the district back in 1877? $6,700. Now that does sound like a great price, but that would be more than a million bucks in today's dollars. Now, the inspiration to preserve Cedar Hill started with a trip to the home of a founding father. Frederick Douglass and his second wife had the opportunity to visit Mount Vernon. And after Douglass's death, it's actually Helen who gets the idea to preserve this home as sort of a Mount Vernon for African.